Yo, what's going on? Welcome to the awesome.com NBA strategy show presented by No House Advantage. I'm Dave Lachron, Alafi underscore D on the Twitters, L-O-U-G-H-Y underscore D for those of you podcast listeners out there. Joined by Adam Share at Ship My Money DFS, breaking down another single game slate. They'll all be single game slates from here on out. Dallas Golden State, game one of the Western Conference Finals. How you feeling, brother? Uh, not great after yesterday. Not a great day? No, uh, my biggest stands were that I needed Tatum to beat Butler, which looked great for one half and then ended miserably, and Hero not to have the random massive Hero game, which he did. So, uh, yeah, it wasn't, wasn't a good one. And then I got crushed at baseball, too. So um, not, not a fun day for me. Well, fortunately, there's more baseball and basketball today. Yeah, can't wait. I was sitting top 10 in, in, a, in a couple for a while. Had a shot. Had, it's still overall a profitable day, but I had Tatum in the captain spot of all those, and I had Hero in all of them, and I had Peyton Pritchard in all of them, but, so which was good. Like, right. you know, every, everything ended up cashing. And some of them, you know, pretty nicely. But once once Butler just went nuclear, if you didn't have him in a captain spot, you weren't winning anything. Oh, yeah. And so I ended up in, in the large field tournaments doing what we or I had talked about on the the deeper dive yesterday. Um, when I had said that I thought with ownership being similar, a captain between Tatum and Butler, I'd end up with more Tatum and less Butler. I ended up with 40% Tatum at captain, zero Butler. So halftime, it's like, okay, cool. Like I have a ton of Tatum, a captain. I had a good amount of Robert Williams, a captain. Like we're looking good. And then the second half was just absolute garbage. Dude, Jimmy Butler's no joke. Like this dude is on a mission right now. Holy shit. I mean, it just, he dropped 17 in the third quarter. They were down by nine going into the half. And then like three minutes into the third, they're winning because Jimmy Butler just couldn't miss. I mean, he's, he's spectacular. Yeah, I mean, that, that was just like a miserable second half for me because not only are my DFS teams getting killed, but in the first half, I'm like, all right, cool. Like, the Celtics are going to get game one. They don't even have Smart and Horford. Like, this is looking really good for them making it to the finals. And then they managed to lose the game also. Yeah. And then somebody said, uh, where is this in chat? Too, too smooth help? I, I don't know, man. I, too, too smooth LP, I'm going to say. Yo, Laffy, Bam is a parlay killer. Yeah, man, Bam's Bam's been uh, wildly unimpressive at times. At least his last three games, he played thirty-seven minutes last night. Had ten, four, and one. Dude, Bam was non-existent last night. Yeah, and Butler just once again took over. Um, I mean, like Bam, obviously, is doing it on the defensive end. Of He's course, really, just been non-existent offensively for most of the postseason. Yeah, and, and again, yes, exactly. I'm speaking mostly from a DFS standpoint, but yeah, for sure, it's it's not like Bam's impact isn't felt, uh, but from a DFS standpoint, it certainly wasn't. What was usage rates yesterday? And then we're going to get into this game. Yeah, Butler 33% usage rate, Hero 31. Bam had a 10% usage rate yesterday. And Gabe Vincent stepped up too. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Bam had a 7% rebound rate too. So just not what you're looking for in a game like that. If you were, if you were relying on Bam Adebayo at all, how about Derek white too? I mean, I was heavier on Pritchard than white, uh, but Derek white, white, which did not help guy lost. I mean, he played 28 minutes. If he was playing even remotely decent, he would have played more, but Pritchard just 
was crushing off the bench. Derek White, though, with with one minute left in the first half, he had 1.3 and three assists. I mean, was completely irrelevant. Yeah, and not doing well on the defensive end either. No, no, it was not good. They need Marcus Smart back pronto. And Horford, I mean. Of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that that kills them. And people might look at it and be like, yeah, it wasn't Tatum or Jalen Brown. You have, despite what Josh or anyone wants to say, and I don't even disagree with him in terms of Marcus Smart, you know, guard probably shouldn't have won defensive player of the year. But he is a remarkable defensive player. Al Horford is too. You take those two guys off the floor, you're in some serious trouble. So Well, and they're both good playmakers too. And yeah. Right, right, you know, exactly. And, and, and so yesterday you're basically forcing Tatum and Brown to have the ball in their hands constantly. That was one of the adjustments Miami made was to start getting the ball out of Tatum's hands in the second half, and Boston was slow to adjust. So, I mean, it was it, it the offense just runs better when you have those two out there making decisions. And at times, I mean, I tweeted it. I If you had told me yesterday was the first time Jalen Brown dribbled a basketball, I would have believed you. Like, it was just painful to watch at times. It was tough. Anyway, hit that thumbs up. If you haven't done so yet, got 110 people here right at the uh, the outset or the onset, the outset. I don't know. Right at the beginning of the show. So hit that thumbs up if you haven't done so yet. And of course, subscribe to the channel. Almost 77,000 subs. Thanks to you guys. And if you want, hit join down below. Get the free super chats each month. The custom emojis. See green check marks. Got, got the member badge. The kickstarts got the badge. Any iced up badges? Not yet. The one-year badge is quiet today, but we got plenty of them. You get the badges, the super, free super chests, custom emojis. We'll always prioritize your questions uh, and comments along with our uh, premium Discord members as well. All right, so let's dive into this one. Dallas and Golden State. First things first, how do you see this game being played? Obviously, two different matchups. Golden State just went six against Memphis, uh, a Memphis team that went big later in that series after John went down. Looney had a huge game uh, in that closing uh contest and then dallas in seven absolutely smoking the phoenix suns at home to close out that one yeah i'm curious to see i mean the, the big question that we'll obviously have answered because it's the only game but uh the big question is what starting lineup does golden state go with because they'd been going with the kaminga starts the first half, Porter starts the second half. Then the last game, Porter was out. They went straight to Kevon Looney starting. He had like 800 rebounds, played really, really well. I don't know. Do they stick with that? Do they go back? Do they just go straight to Otto Porter starting? Do they go back to the Kaminga thing? So I think that's the big question is what lineup does Golden State go with? And that obviously does have at least some impact on how you're going to approach their front court from DFS. I was trying to figure it out this morning when I was working on the betting video, and I don't really know. I, if I had to guess, I think Looney starts, but he only, but he plays, you know, far fewer minutes than last game. That was how I projected it yesterday, like for the two game slate. When obviously I had no idea, because I mean today I don't care to put any thought into it because I'll know by the time the game starts. But right. uh, yesterday, you know, kind of just trying to guess just because he played was such a big part last game, and because I know Draymond lobbied for that lineup. Um, my guess is that Looney starts, but like you said, I think I gave him like 20 or 22 minutes or something, not the 35 that he played last game without Porter. We'll take a slightly different approach today as we did yesterday, because as good as Jason Tatum and Jimmy Butler are, there, there was no Luka Doncic, right? Like if you're playing Luka Doncic in the captain spot on DraftKings, it's $20,100, a lot. If you play him a captain, you you have less than $6,000 per player remaining. Now, at the same time, there's Curry, there's Thompson, who isn't exactly a must-play at that price point, Brunson, Green, Poole, Wiggins. 
This is kind of a weird one because yes, there's Luca, right? And then obviously there's Curry, but then there isn't a like the, the, I don't know the Jalen Browns yesterday. Bam was pretty expensive. Uh, there there were a lot of a, a lot of other upper or higher mid range guys. Whereas with this one, yeah, I guess you could talk about Brunson being in that same category, but. Some of these guys feel a little bit pricey, despite the fact that you know DraftKings has to price them like this. Pricing today seems very tight. There's not because the other thing that stands out, um, like I agree with you, you know, Brunson at 8,400 is pretty, uh, pretty healthy price tag. You know, Finney Smith at 6,800. The other thing that stands out though, there's not playable guys at 1K, or, or there's very few of them. Like Frank Nilakina's 1K. Like, sure, if you want, you know, your four fantasy points, hoping he steps on the floor. But even Bertans is 2,400. Powell is 3,400. And then even, you know, looking to the other side, the only 1K guy on Golden State is Damian Lee. So I think this slate's going to be, well, certainly more difficult than yesterday once Smart and Horford got ruled out. But even more difficult than we thought yesterday was going to be when we did the strategy show. I'm with you. There's not a lot here. You have to think that, even if you're projecting him for only 18 or 20 minutes or 18 minutes, that Kevon Looney is going to be somebody that ends up in, in, in a lot of lineups because wh- where else do you go? And, and, and right now we have to God, Luka Doncic with 82% projected ownership, but 30% in the captain spot. And, and I, I don't see how you wouldn't otherwise, right? He's the best facilitator. He's the best scorer. He's the best rebounder on this team. And none of them are even close. If you look at rebound rate, you look at assist rate, you look at usage rate, nobody comes close to touching Luca in any of these categories. So getting away from Luca at captain, certainly not saying that it isn't possible that he finishes with, you know, 50 fantasy points. And, and maybe you go with Curry there, or you go with someone else that finishes similarly and, and it gets you to other guys. But uh, Luca getting 30% in the captain spot obviously makes sense because he does everything for Dallas. Yeah, for sure. Um, right now, just like crunching the top 100 projected lineups with the Osmo projections and Luca's in the captain spot like 70 plus percent of the time, which is interesting given the lack of value. Um, but as a result, Damian Lee is in like 77 percent of those lineups as well, because you're just throwing a 1K guy in there and, you know, using that to open up salary. Like I said, we do this a little bit differently today. I, I think it just makes sense. Instead of going team by team and everything, it makes more sense to just look at viable captain spots, viable pivots at captain, uh, try to figure out what value works, what a good cash game lineup or, you know, contrarian tournament lineup looks like. When it comes to non-Luca captain spots, who do you think stands out the most? Like, yes, you would say Curry, but are there some guys, like, could we play for that Draymond Green game like we saw last time out where he was, you know, heavier, higher, far higher usage than we've seen. Twenty-three combined points and assists. Uh, what type of guys can get us there in that captain spot as as players that aren't named Luca and aren't twenty thousand plus? Right. So, but here's kind of the issue with getting away from Luca. I think is that he's one of the only underpriced players on this slate. Yeah, that's a good point. So you're paying one and a half x, and yeah, in terms of raw salary, you're spending less, but you're just kind of like overpaying at a, a, an even higher rate at, at that point. So that's kind of the issue um, in the, the lineups that I just crunched the next highest captain was Steph at like 11%, which like he certainly would be the one guy you point to that could beat Luca some 
decent percentage of the time. Um, but after that, it was, you know, Maxi Kleba, Otto Porter, just basically punting the spot, Damian Lee, uh, Jordan Poole. You know, so I think that I think that where I get away from Luca at captain, I'm probably going to be going cheap and just saying, like, you know, this is one of those slates where, okay, I'm not going to have the highest scoring player at captain, but I'm going to try and get the best value there and then be able to get to, you know, Luca and Curry in the same lineup or something like that. Like, if I look at the two out of 100 lineups that had Damian Lee at captain, you're getting Luca, Curry, Thompson, Jordan Poole, or Luca, Curry, Thompson, Draymond Green at, at utility, which is nice. Yeah, this is just really tough. And and GQ said, or no, uh, Rand said, Dre one good game last series. Yeah, I, I listen. Adam and I were the Adam and I were the ones harping on it every game that that Draymond Green should not have been getting as much ownership as guys like Jaron Jackson when they were the same price. Actually, Draymond Green was more expensive than him in most of those games. But Dre did play thirty nine minutes last game, so that's pretty significant. And do I expect? him to get back to 14 field goal attempts. No, I'm certainly not saying that, but I I will say this much. And and this is kind of interesting. I I was, I was looking at something, uh, a clip the other day or yesterday over on Twitter that was just talking about how Luca last time they or sorry, Curry last time Dallas faced him. It was from Anthony Slater. He said the Mavericks blitzed and doubled Steph Curry the entire fourth quarter of the previous matchup. Steve Kerr called it the best game to watch for playoff prep. We're anticipating they'll blitz Steph. Uh, and then it shows the clips of them blitzing him when he got the ball above the three-point line. That doesn't mean Steph can't score. It was still four for five from that game from three, still shot well, but usage was down. If that is the case today, I, I do wonder, do we see usage get spread out among the rest of this team? And is it just evenly distributed? Or is there anyone that benefits more than the other? I mean, I would think Clay is the first guy that sure. they would they would like to benefit. Yeah, you you would think so. Uh, I, I'm just, but I'm also wondering does like does Dre do they do does Dre do more ball handling? Right, that's because, what I was thinking too. If you just play Curry off ball more and have Dre run right. the offense, that, that's what I'm thinking. So it's entirely possible that that you could see something where you know, Dre is is your point man in on a lot of possessions. And then you just spread it out where you have Clay and Steph Curry that are able to catch and shoot. Now, obviously, that's not where Curry does his best work, but it might be one way to kind of negate those doubles. I don't know. I think it's possible. I mean, I still like Draymond Green today, but who do you like more when it comes to Green and Brunson? And of course, you're going to be playing all of these guys, but you know, of the Dre- the Green, Thompson, Brunson. Uh, and pool type of guys all and and Wiggins they're all almost they're all so similarly priced Wiggins pool green and Brunson are all six hundred dollars separated from each other from top to bottom yeah and uh, one other thing to add to the Draymond only had one good game last series it was a really weird series where he was a in foul trouble a lot b there were a lot of blowouts yeah he got ejected like he only played full run in I think that one game um he averaged 28 minutes per game. That will not be the case in this series. And we saw that in game six. Right. Like as, as you got to the end of that series, it became like kind of uncomfortable to project him because you're like, well, I'm going to give him 34 to 36 minutes at least, but he hasn't played it once in this series. But it, like, it's, it's not like they're going in saying, oh yeah, we just only want to play Draymond Green 28 minutes. I mean, uh, obviously in competitive games where he's not in foul trouble or ejected, he's going to play. 
at least mid thirties. So um, I think that's one thing to keep in mind from last series as well. But amongst those, those mid range guys, I don't really have a strong preference. I think they all look pretty similar. Uh, I just re crunched with uh, my projections that I had done yesterday. And out of those guys, I was getting pool the most um, followed by Wiggins followed by green, but it's not by wide margins. Pool's interesting just because he could be the Tyler Hero of last night, right? Like Pool could yeah. be the guy that either shoots four for fifteen like last game and, and and was you know wildly underwhelming, or just starts lighting it up from three. Because if we know one thing about Jordan Pool, this guy can come out any game and jack up double digit three point attempts. We've seen him do that multiple times throughout this postseason. He, he's also somebody that can fall to the wayside. Like it's. It's the type of Warriors team, uh, similarly to the to the Heat, where you have Butler. Uh, so you should have had Bam uh, being involved offensively. He wasn't, but Butler did everything. It could be a Clay and 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 Curry game shooting. You know where they get hot and and Jordan Poole takes a back seat, but he still has a pretty decent usage rate as a guy coming off the bench. And if he gets hot, you know he's going to see additional minutes. Yeah, and he can find his way into that closing lineup as well, especially if it's a competitive game and, and he's scoring. What do you make of of uh, of Brunson today? That's one of the strange ones to me because he gets overshadowed by Luca, and I wouldn't say that he's exactly cheap, but he has played well. He's still maintaining a decent usage rate behind Luka Doncic. Dinwiddie's minutes are all over the map. I really don't know what to expect from him off the bench, but Brunson has been a staple of consistency, 35 plus minutes in pretty much any close game they play. Yeah. And he's actually been getting usage even in the games that, that Luca plays too. Um, overall this, this postseason, he's played 10 games with Luca active. He has a 28.3% usage rate. Uh, he's been productive. He's playing good minutes. Like you said, he's someone else that actually dealt with some foul issues at times that uh, kept his playing time in check in, in previous series, but in competitive games, I expect him to get 36 plus he's averaged 1.01 DraftKings points per minute overall this postseason. Um, so like he, he looks good. It's just that the price tags on all of these guys just got jacked up compared to, to what we saw yesterday. So it makes you like, you're still obviously going to play a lot of them because you're all of your, your options basically are, are somewhat overpriced, but um, it, it makes it so he doesn't stand out quite like he would if you know, you had kept like a 6,600 or a seven K price tag or something like that. I, I guess the way that I'm thinking about it is like, I think clay Brunson pool green, Wiggins, like these guys are all so overpriced to the point that they all just kind of look the same. Like Brunson probably looks a little bit less bad, but they just all are overpriced where like if you had made them all 7K, it would be like, or 7,500, it would be like, okay, well, Draymond's a little overpriced, Poole's a little overpriced, Brunson's where he should be. But like, because they made them so expensive, it's kind of just across the board. They don't look great, but you're still certainly going to get to a lot of them. And Brunson, I think looks, uh, just as good as, as any of them, really. Would you put Wiggins in that same tier as them? Yeah. Okay. No house advantage, by the way. Some phenomenal contests over there, giving you an entirely different way to enjoy DFS or player prop contests. It is 100% peer-to-peer. Helps you level the playing field. They have over 500 props offered, and every new user, doesn't matter who you are, if you're a new user, you will get a $25 deposit bonus when you sign up using the promo code AWESEMO. A-W-E-S-E-M-O. Every single new user gets that. 
You have mass entry capability, big prize pools. And of course, over at awesomeo.com, every single day of the week of the year, free no house advantage projections and the optimal lineup tool to help you take down big prizes. And with no house advantage, unlike these other places, these, these props are static. They don't move, which gives you a, a real opportunity to, to take our tools, to take odd shopper, to take our player prop tools, our no house advantage tools, compare them against what's over there at no house advantage, because they won't change throughout the day. And while you may not think there's an advantage to that, there is people will always miss that. There's always going to put you in a spot where, especially given that no house advantage, you're building lineups. So the ones that you put at the top of the lineup, where you're just taking the over or the under, there's no salary, but you're building a lineup. The ones that you put at the top, of course, get the most points. Uh, the ones that you're putting at the bottom get the fewest points. So when you find an advantage and when you find an edge on some of these static props that haven't moved throughout the day, despite other things changing in the conditions of that game, you got to hit on that uh, and just use our tools as a very simple way to identify all of the edges that you can in No House Advantage. Download it in the App Store, Google Play Store, go to nohouseadvantage.com, however you want to do it. But use that promo code AWESEMO, A-W-E-S-E-M-O, get $25 when you sign up and deposit for the first time. So this right. is kind of, I was just kind of looking through the top 100 lineups that I had crunched with my projections. And I think this speaks to how tight the pricing on this slate is. So I have, so Jordan Poole is $400 less expensive than Jalen Brunson. I have Jordan Poole projected for about a half point less than Brunson. So find $400, you get an extra half point into your lineup. I'm crunching these with no randomness or anything. Poole ends up in 43%. Brunson only ended up in 30 like it's that hard to find $400 on this slate, I guess. Wow. How many of them are maxed out? Or, I mean, there, there can't be really not maxed out, but there can't be many at all with remaining salary. I mean, there's a lot that have, you know, a few hundred, like that's what I, I, I meant. Like yeah. actual, you know, s significant remaining salary. There's no way. I don't know how. No, I mean, yeah, my, my top projected lineup leaves a hundred. Um, but yeah, I mean, just scrolling through, I, haven't seen one yet that leaves more than 500 uh here's one that leaves 700 one that leaves 900 but yeah for the most part it's i still haven't seen one less than 49k patrick reed morning fellas who do you think has the most chance of being out of bio last night mr nice guy followed up with patrick are you asking who gets the amber heard shit the bet award tonight <laughs> <laughs> shout out to greg that was too funny uh who do we think of? Okay, so that's an interesting question. So of these players, the, the truth is, it's for me, it's just always going to be Clay Thompson. Not because I don't think Clay Thompson's fantastic. He's coming off a huge game in that closeout victory against Memphis. But Clay is a feast or famine type player, right? You know, live by the three, die by the three. Not a lot of peripherals. The game before that, he had 19, three and one. Not going to get it done. At this price point, he's the third highest priced player. So if you're asking who I think it could be, it, it, it's Clay for me. But Clay could also be a guy that drops 50 on you tonight as well, especially if they do blitz Curry uh, on, on when they bring the ball up the floor. Yeah, I think Clay is a good answer, too, just because, like you said, he, he certainly has that ceiling, but he's pretty one dimensional. Um, on the other side, you know, Dinwiddie could very easily just go back to being what he was for the first five games of last series. What do you make? Dude, I have no idea what to make of him anymore. I think he is what he is. Like, through the first five games of that series, he was clearly not getting, 
Like his rates were even lower than you would expect in those situations. And then game six, he shot five for seven. You know, congratulations, he shot well. Like that's that that doesn't matter. And then last game, you know, he he kind of took over, had that really good first half. Um, but I still think he kind of just is what he is. He's the third guard on this team. He's going to have some games where, you know, he's, he's a decent player. He's going to have some games where he does well, but um, still very, very capable of disappearing when Luca and Brunson are running the show. Super chat from Josh of Los Angeles. Thanks, Josh. Appreciate you both for putting this time in on such a short slate. Appreciate the advice as always. Appreciate you hanging out with us, man, in Los Angeles, presumably. So, you know, seven seven twenty five a.m. over there and you're doing your thing. So, your support equally appreciated. Oh, yeah, we have almost 300 people watching, 50 plus likes. Hit it only takes a second. Haven't done so yet. We appreciate you. Helps key, it helps uh, boost our ego. No, in all seriousness, it boosts us in the algorithm and helps us keep the lights on around this way. So do that if you haven't done so yet and subscribe to the channel. All right. So you already talked about Luca in the captain spot. It is a catch 22 because on one hand, getting him out of the captain spot and in the utility opens up a ton. On the other hand, you put, you said he, he's actually one of the only guys that isn't overpriced on this slate, which makes it even more difficult. What do you think are the best filler options on a slate or on a, on a, on a showdown slate like this, where, Every time you and I have talked about Dallas on our shows throughout the entirety of the postseason, it's been a month now. It's basically, yeah, Finney Smith and Bullock are going to play a lot of minutes. Brunson's the number two in line behind Luka Doncic. Dwight Powell is going to play anywhere between 10 to 17 minutes. And then it's Spencer Dinwiddie, Maxi Kleba, or maybe even Davis Bertens, who's getting those big six-man type minutes off the bench and probably a closing spot in a close game. Yeah, so you're asking... I'm saying, like, who... Do who, who make for the best, it was a roundabout way uh, of saying, like, who makes for the best filler type options today? We know the core guys that we're going to want in lineups, obviously, but are there any of these other guys that you like more for Dallas than others that aren't the obvious answers? Uh, not really. I mean, Kleba, I'm getting, I'm getting more Kleba than I am Dinwiddie or Powell. I do think Powell could play a few more minutes here than you were, than we were seeing last series. I gave him, I think either 16 or 18 in the projections I did yesterday. I uh, wasn't comfortable going, you know, all the way back up into the twenties for him. But the thing is his salary came up too. He was the first guy I looked at when I opened pricing today to say like, uh, Oh, I bet I'm going to get Dwight Powell because he's going to be like 1800 or something. And he's right. 3,400. So like, what are you going to do with that? You know, he's going to show up in some lineup. Sure. But it's not like you're looking at that and, and really excited to get there. Um, Maxi. I so, so no, outside of the Luke, outside of Luca and Brunson. Well, actually Luca's my highest known guy from Dallas in, in the crunch that I just ran with my top hundred projected lineups. Next was Nilakina, just because he's a thousand dollars and open stuff up. Uh, no expectations of him actually doing anything productive. Uh, but after that's Brunson and then Maxi who, you know, I, I do think that Maxi is at a price point where he's a he's a little expensive by a median standpoint, but if he were to get to 30 minutes, he would still look pretty good at 5K. And even if he just plays well in like 26 minutes, he can still get there. So I do think Maxi's a little bit less underpriced than somebody like you know Dinwiddie, for example, who's $1,400 more. It's funny when you look at at pricing for both teams. And you just scroll down and say, all right, who is, who is viable? You already said there, there really aren't any 1K guys 
I mean, hell, Bill Eats, uh, Bill Eats's minutes are maybe plays like a couple minutes, if that, mostly just like a blowout run guy. He did play 20 uh, in that huge loss to, to Memphis in game five. But if you were to go, if you were to, to not look at Bill Eats at that price point and then scroll up a little bit just to where we're like, okay, these guys are at least going to get minutes. Jonathan Kaminga is someone asked if you'd play him in the captain. No, uh, but he, he didn't even play last game. He played 24 minutes before that. So he's always really interesting just in the event that he does end up playing more minutes and he plays well. But what about Davis Bertens? Because Bertens is getting 9% ownership right now. Jonathan Kaminga is getting 27% ownership. And while, yes, Davis Bertens isn't exactly the greatest player out there, he's not the worst per minute guy. And we have seen some games where if he's shooting well, he gets additional run. We saw it in game two against Phoenix. He played 19 minutes, attempted seven threes. We saw him attempt four or six threes in game four. He attempted three or four threes in game five, but he played 19 minutes. So the volume as a three-point shooter on a showdown site for Bertans at 2,400, at, at, if he really comes in at sub 10%, I'm happy to get some of that in the event that he just be, is the guy that ends up shooting well. Yeah, um, 2,400 is, is certainly reasonable. He didn't show up in any of my top lineups just now, but keep in mind that was with no randomness. And um, I think I'd given him 12 minutes when I did my projections yesterday. So... You know, maybe he plays 14, 16. It's not difficult to imagine a path where Bertans ends up being a good value. And in tournaments where I am using randomness and not just playing my top projected lineups, um, I, I would expect to get the Bertans, especially at that ownership. Kaminga's a, a huge wild card because, you know, you mentioned he's getting a lot of ownership right now. He was in 26% of the lineups I just built, and that was with giving him. Oh, my God. The Eagles just got James Bradbury. Let's fucking go. Oh, they finally got a corner for I think the first That's time. That's huge. Got Sorry, the first corner so, since like Lido Shepherd they've had. Yeah, well, they got Darius Slay. <laughs> oh right, yeah, I forgot about him. Um, so I, I ended up getting around you know that twenty six percent mark on Kaminga, but I have no confidence in that. I gave him uh, when I did my projections yesterday. I gave him ten minutes, gets him to like ten fantasy points. Uh, using that projection, he gets into a lot of lineups, but you have to keep in mind how volatile he is because he could play zero. I mean, you could just have um, Otto Porter play more minutes than than I'm expecting. You could have Looney play instead of the 20 to 22 that I gave him. What if he plays 26 to 28 and Kaminga just doesn't come off the bench? So um, in tournaments where Kaminga is getting ownership and there's no guarantee he steps on the floor, I am a little cautious there. But at the same time, he's he's the best point per minute shitty option on this slate. Right. Basically is the way that I, I think about it. Like you if Nilakina gets it. like like if you play Nilakina at one K, granted he's cheaper than Kaminga, but you play Nilakina, you're hoping that A, he gets on the floor, and then B, you're not expecting him to do anything because he's Frank Nilakina. Same goes for Damian Lee. Um Kaminga, at least, you're hoping he gets on the floor, but if he gets on the floor, you expect him to actually get some fantasy points. That's what I was gonna ask about was was Damian Lee. You had said that he's gonna show up in a lot of those Luca captain lineups. It, how many wait, how many what percent Damian Lee were you getting on your top 100 lineups? With my projections, uh, 61. 61% Damian Lee. Yeah, sounds like a very fun time. And how much Luca captain lineups did you have? 70%? That was with Alex's. With mine, I have 63. Okay. So I wonder how many of those Damian Lee lineups have Luca captain. 
Um, there's a way I can figure this out. Sixty-two. Oh, okay. Actually, lower than I thought. Yeah, me too. Actually, can you pull up some? Th this would be a nice exercise here. Uh, can you pull up? And while you do this, uh, I'll, I'll shout out our our, our awesome uh, package here. But some lineups with Luca at captain, like your highest projected lineups with Luca at captain that don't have Damian Lee in them, and we can take a look. Yeah. All right. Uh, and while you do that, I, I mentioned this yesterday, but we're doing a huge promo right now. It's fifty percent off every single tool that we have at awesome not for a week not for a day not for two weeks for the entire month if you use the promo code nba strategy show all one word all caps it should just be nba strategy i mean make life a little easier on everybody but all caps all one word nba strategy show when you go to awesome join you're talking about our ownership projections our top stack projections the boom bust tool the lineup builder like for baseball, top pitchers, top stacks tool, two of the best tools out there. Uh, all of the same tools, whether it's, you know, all of our simulation tools, all of our ownership and projections and everything for NASCAR, for MMA, for PGA, for esports, projections for F1, USFL, soccer, tennis. There's a ton of sports I'm forgetting that we offer that I, that I just can't think of right now. But if there's contests out there, we have content. Uh, all of our tools created by Alex Baker himself. Awesome himself as you know him adam was just referring to his projections a second ago 50 percent off uh huge discount for the entire month and if you want to get that fantasy cruncher add-on do that as well uh nba strategy show hit that at checkout when you select an awesome o plus platinum monthly account uh monthly subscription nba strategy show all caps all one word got to be a new user obviously you have to be new but uh it's a great way to check this out and get a full month for half off all right go ahead um, so it was the 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 top projected Luca captain without Lee was the twenty second highest overall projected lineup that that I had. Um, but yeah, I just I, I just went ahead and locked Luca at captain and removed Damian Lee and crunched another hundred lineups just to see what they look like. That's a good idea. Um, so I mean, the the main thing is you just start replacing Damian Lee with Frank Nilakina is mm. basically what happens. Can you remove? Can, yo, can you remove Nilakina? I just want to see what it looks like. Uh, so, without yeah. So so without. 1k guys yeah like let's see where the where where we what we have to sacrifice if we're getting away from the 1k guys in luca captain lineups yeah um okay so i have those guys out so the top one is like luca captain looney porter kleba wiggins pool so you're just not getting like any of the other good players basically except for pool and kind of wigan oh man uh luca with kaminga powell kleba pool curry read that one more time luca captain kaminga dwight powell kleba jordan pool steph curry okay so you have pool and curry and then and then you can get that same lineup with draymond instead of pool all right, so it's not terrible. No, it's not bad. You can get it with, uh, you can get, what did I, okay, so Kaminga, Powell, Porter instead of Kleba, Brunson instead of Poole, and then Curry. I wonder how good lineups look. 
Like, how much of a difference do we think it makes if you're going, say, Curry at captain, Luca at utility? Because then, then if you're throwing, say, I don't know, Kaminga in there, you're going to be able to get Curry, Doncic, Kaminga. You could throw, let's say, Draymond Green in there as well. It's still, I mean, it's still not that, it's still never going to look beautiful. Right? Like you're not going to, I don't know if you're ever going to make something that looks just fantastic. So it's kind of interesting. Like if I, so still took, I still don't have Lee or Nilakina in the player pool, uh-huh. but I locked Luca at, at, or locked Curry at captain instead of Luca. The lineups kind of look the same. Like that's what Curry, I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. Because of, of, because of there not being that like real mid range in pricing. Curry captain, Kaminga, Looney, Kleba, Brunson, Luca, utility. Like that's not drastically different than right. So, like, captain. what's your upgrade there? Right. It it just basically lost two points in projection for no reason. Right. And and that's the thing where we said it right at the at the top of the show. You, you, this this is a different slate. It's a weird one because there aren't there aren't those guys. There aren't the you know Tyler Hero you know mid priced yesterday. A couple of other with this one it's. Like Bullock and Maxi Kleba and, and Dinwiddie. Not to say that those guys can't have decent games, but you're not looking across your lineup and going, you know, I feel really good about those guys. So, right. All right. Do you get to any, or how much Looney do you get to at, at that price point? Because that's an odd price point on Looney without all the settings we just changed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, 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 just run. Let's just see where Looney pops up because yeah. It, so I mean, in that that initial one that I ran, uh, Looney was in. How did he go? Oh, forty percent, forty-one percent. Okay. And that was with him at. What did I give him? Twenty minutes. Okay. Uh, someone asked how many minutes I had given Damian Lee. I had him at eleven. I might change that between now and lock. But um, when I did projections yesterday, I'd given him eleven. So. Jordan Lockhart, sign up now. You won't regret it. Nah, I mean, you've you've certainly had some success. Shout out to you yesterday, too, man. I, I don't have the Hall of Fame on this show, but uh, yeah, Jordan Lockhart, some some monster MLB wins yesterday. I think he took first and second in a MLB relay throw. Yeah, 50 and 20K. So congrats, man. Yeah, big, big day, big day. And then you chopped the, the showdown for NBA which was chopped like a, what was it? Chopped a million different ways. But, oh, and you got a ticket to the Millie Maker for PGA. Oh, yeah, you had a decent day. Decent day. Using the tools, too. NBA strategy show. All caps, all one word. Get in on it. No better testimonial than Jordan Lockhart doing this, you know, every other day. He's back to doing it every other day at this point. All right. What other stuff, what other stuff for this one do you think is, is worth touching on that we haven't hit on? I think we've really covered it pretty nicely, built some, did some crunches to see where we're popping up at, see what they look like without Luca, with Luca captain. Um, any other stuff worth talking about right now that's relevant to this slate? So I think the only other thing I would mention is just, and this is purely for your large field tournaments, because guys like, Frank Nilakina and Damian Lee at 1K seem like such useful uh, pieces from roster construction. I think it makes sense to think about like, what if I'm wrong and the last guy off the bench isn't Nilakina or it isn't Damian Lee? Um, so from Dallas, the other guys that you could realistically expect to play, you know, six minutes or whatever would be Josh Green, I think would be like, if it's not Nilakina, it's probably Josh Green. 
Sterling Brown. Um, and then from Golden State, like I didn't give Bielitz some minutes. Maybe he somehow gets a minute or, you know, gets a few minutes. Toscano Anderson, I guess possibly too, but I'm, he, he's behind Bielitsa. So um, I, I'm just pointing those guys out where it's like because you're getting – or because Nilakina and Lee with terrible projections are – still getting into so many lineups. I do think it makes sense in large field tournaments. You know, people still are just going to use projections, whether it's from here, whether it's from, you know, another site, whatever. Players that aren't projected to play, but still have, let's say, I don't know, a 10, 15% chance. Like, what would you put it at that Josh Green happens to be ahead of Frank Nilakina in the rotation in game one? Um, it's Frank, first of all, it's Frank Nilakina, they there's nothing about Frank Nielakina in the rotation that that means there's nothing about Frank Nielakina himself that, that that says he needs to be the guy in the rotation. Right. Is, is yeah, what you're he, saying. Yeah. Right, so, exactly. Um uh, how many minutes well okay, how many minutes would Frank Nielakina have been getting in these games had they not been blowouts, right? If you look at the competitive games, you're talking four to eight. Yeah, I was just gonna say maybe ten. Like he had nine in one game that was a ten a game that was decided by ten. So I, I don't think I don't think it's a 50-50 proposition here because Neil Akina has seen I don't know though. Josh Josh Green Josh Green's still technically kind of not really in the rotation, just like Frank Neil Akina. Yeah, I mean, like, Nilakina defensively is good, and I think that's why, yeah. you know, that, that's why he was in the rotation. That's why I think he gets on the floor. But the, the point being, if because we've seen Nilakina be ahead of Josh Green in the rotation, everybody's going to project Nilakina to get those, you know, four, six, whatever minutes it is uh, at, at the end of the bench. If Jason Kidd just says, like, oh, no, it's Josh Green today, that's that's not the most likely outcome. That's not what I'm expecting, but you're just going to Josh Green's going to be wildly less popular than Frank Nilakina just because everyone's assuming it's Nilakina. So yeah. that's my point. It's just like, keep in mind it like with these really cheap guys, because they, they do show up in lineup so much, just keep in mind, like if I'm wrong, who's next and, you know, maybe throw a few lineups in with those guys. And you're right. Frank Nilakina has always been, been praised for his defensive acumen. He's just a horrible, horrible offensive player. So, right. Not that you necessarily need him for that. By the way, I saw somebody mention Boban in chat. How about the other day, a week after you and I was, remember how I was saying if, if there was one guy you wouldn't want coming at you, if he, if he was, it would be Boban. And, and ultimately it's like, yeah, well, that guy's the nicest guy ever. He won't come after anyone. He tried to. Yeah. Um, who, who did he go at? Who was it? Do you uh, remember? Aaron Holiday. Oh, my God. All right. He would have crushed his head, Game of Thrones style. Yeah, it's popped it off. What? Just popped off his head. Yeah, just popped. Eyeballs pop out, pulls the head off. Would have been ugly, but no one would have blamed him. Anyway, appreciate you guys as always. Before you head out, we have eight likes to 100. That would be fantastic. So uh, before you walk out that door, tap the like if you enjoy this stuff. Um, yeah, good breakdown today, man. I, I think this is this is helpful stuff to to look at it like this instead of just going team by team and not talking about actual lineup construction. So uh, they will be back. Adam Scher, Alex Baker for the deeper dive tonight. You got live before lock and a whole lot of other stuff, including PGA live before lock coming up right after the NBA. Oh, no, wait, we do we not. That's that's at five today. 
because NBA is going to yeah. mess with that timing. So and the NBA deeper dive starts as MLB is locking. So I'll actually be present today. Oh, good, good, yeah. good. They show that I'm not off. So, yeah, yeah, yeah no, you'll, you'll you'll get the shitty version tomorrow. Yeah, no, you really shouldered the load last night. <laughs> uh, MLB live before lock, 6 p.m. And no house advantage strategy show. If you're just signing up, you're using that promo code awesome or you got free money in your account and you want to get a good idea of how to work strategy into your game. Uh, Greg and Terry got you covered. No house advantage strategy show at 1.30 p.m. Eastern time. Coming up at noon as well, MLB Live Before Live. So we got you covered across the board, all sports today, right here on the channel. We'll talk to you soon. Peace. What? Oh, yeah. I did not see that. Jordan Lockhart, $100 <laughs> Super Chat. Shit. Thanks, brother. That is huge. Uh, you've been crushing it lately. Happy for you and much appreciate all of that support. Good, good luck, Jordan. Good call. That would have sucked if I missed that. We'll see you guys back here. Thanks again, Lockhart and Jordan. Uh, we'll see you guys back here later today, tonight, whatever. If you're around, we'll be here. Peace. I lost 10K on that video.